0: Hello, and welcome to another podcast of U.S. History Repeated with Jimmy and Jean. This is Jimmy LaSalle. Today, we are going to discuss another infrastructure undertaking that occurred during the Great Depression, and that is the Golden Gate Bridge. As you may recall from our podcast on the gold rush, population was booming. People could travel larger areas more regularly to get to work, to visit family, and there was a need to connect San Francisco to Marin County. At one time, the Golden Gate Bridge was the largest suspension bridge in the world, and here to tell you the story is our resident history expert, Jean Anzanakis. Jeannie, take it away.
1: All right, so today we're going to do the last in our series of big construction projects built during the Great Depression, and the last one in the series is going to be on the Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate Bridge is located in San Francisco, and when it was finished in 1937, it was the longest suspension bridge in the world. Today it no longer holds that title.
0: We have some extra time today, so let's take a little detour and educate our listeners on record holding suspension bridges and see how many we have each been on. Let me make this a little game. So just to be clear, I am only listing currently existing bridges which at one time held the record. So the first one, the Union Chain Bridge in the UK, 137 meters from 1820 to 1826. And this is actually the oldest suspension bridge still in use today. Next up, Menai Suspension Bridge, also in the UK, 176 meters, was from 1826 to 1834. Then in Switzerland, the Swiss took the record, great suspension bridge, 271 meters, 1834 through 1849. The Wheeling Suspension Bridge in the United States, 308 meters from 1849 to 1866. That is the oldest one in the United States, by the way. This is U.S. history, so I figured I'd bring out the highlights. Then we have in Kentucky, linking Kentucky and Ohio, the John A. Roebling Suspension Bridge, which 322 meters. Held the record from 1866 to 1869, then connecting the U.S. and Canada, the Niagara Clifton Bridge, 384 meters, from 1869 to 1883, and that was replaced in 1899. Then we're going to start a little, a little run of bridges that I've been on. Brooklyn Bridge, 486 meters, from 1883 to 1903. The Williamsburg Bridge, 488 meters from 1903 to 1926. And then we have the Bear Mountain Bridge. All three of those, by the way, are in New York, all three of which I've been on. 497 meters for the Bear Mountain Bridge. Bear Mountain Bridge, interestingly enough, was the first to have a concrete deck. And the methods used in the Bear Mountain Bridge allowed for vastly larger projects to take place next up we have the ben franklin bridge 533 meters from 1926 to 1929 i'm sorry the ben franklin bridge connects new jersey and pennsylvania i've been on that one too connecting canada and the u.s the ambassador bridge 564 meters 1929 to 1931 it held the title we're back to new york the george washington bridge connecting new york and new jersey 1,067 meters. The first bridge over one kilometer the way, so that was nearly double the size. If you're from New York, you know you spend twice as long on that bridge just because of the traffic. Then that brings us to the Golden Gate Bridge, which was 1,280 meters. It held the record from 1937 through 1964. Then we're back in New York again, the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, 1,298 meters from 1964 to 1981. It held the world record and it is still the longest suspension bridge in the United States. So the guinea gang plank as we call it here in Brooklyn and that's probably the one on the list that I've been on the most. I've also been on the Golden Gate. Okay now we're getting up close to more recent times in bridges being built. In Yorkshire the Humber Bridge 1,410 meters, held the record from 1981 to 1998. Then the record goes over to Japan for the Akashi Haikyuu Bridge, 1,991 meters, and that held the record from 1998 to 2022. And the current record holder, the bridge was just completed last year, in Turkey, the Canakkale Rusu Bridge, was completed in 2022. It is the first bridge that spans longer than two kilometers. So, for keeping track of the 17 still existing world record holding bridges, I have been on seven of them. And by the way, there are currently 22 suspension bridge projects going on in the world today. 21 of the 22 of them are in China, one of them is in Chile. But only one of those bridges are going for the world record, and that is the Yangtze River Bridge in China with expected completion in 2028. So now back to Eugene and the Golden Gate, and let's get into the naming of the bridge.
1: Just the name, Golden Gate, has an interesting backstory. Captain John C. Fremont named the waters that in 1846 because he envisioned the riches that cargo ships coming into the port would bring, similarly to the Golden Horn, which is located in present-day Turkey. So he saw those waters, and he saw dollar signs.
0: Do you recall podcast on the gold rush that California was the golden state because gold, and the Golden Gate? bridge probably part of that too no
1: could be could be the connection to that i mean gold rush i'll talk about you know boosting the population of the area and the need for a bridge the bridge was built by a team led by a man named joseph b strauss who was a civil engineer strauss submitted his blueprints for the bridge's design in 1921 the bridge would have to cover a mile of water by the time the bridge was finished If you factor in the approaches to the bridge, it spans 1.7 miles. Not everyone supported the construction of the bridge. For one, it was going to be costly, $25 million to be exact. Due to the Great Depression, money to build the bridge was going to have to be raised locally. The federal government owned the land on either side of the water. They feared that The construction would cause a disruption to military operations or potentially block ships from being able to get in and out of the harbor. A ferry company aptly named Golden Gate Ferries didn't want the bridge to be built either. After all, how many people would need a ferry if there was a bridge they could cross instead? It took almost a decade to garner the support Strauss needed to help build the bridge, Construction began on January 5th, 1933. Built during the Great Depression, workers were paid $11 a day. Now, this was good pay for 1933, and the jobs were actually highly coveted. There had been calls for a long time to build a bridge to connect San Francisco to Marin County, especially as the population grew. But for some, it wasn't growing fast enough. The population of San Francisco was given a boost by, of course, the discovery of gold. The city of San Francisco was growing much slower than other cities, and if it could be better connected to neighboring counties, that would certainly promote the growth of the city. Ferry service was the only way across. Ferry services began as early as 1820, and by the 1840s, Ferries were running regularly, mainly for delivering water to San Francisco. That need diminished once the city had access to the Hetch Hetchy, which is the actual name of the reservoir there, and they stopped relying on groundwater. The Golden Gate Ferry Company, which I mentioned earlier, carried passengers and automobiles across the bay. The journey took about 20 minutes and cost a dollar. When the bridge opened, They decreased their fare in the hopes of being able to compete, but they couldn't compete. The ferry service closed down 11 months after the bridge was open to traffic. There were a number of challenges to building the bridge. Most of them were actually environmental. Strong gusty winds, which sometimes, you know, would reach up to 75 miles an hour. There were strong currents in the bay, dense fog. Just to give you a few examples. All of those things proved to make construction difficult. Strauss created a movable safety net in the hopes of keeping workers safe and preventing deaths. The net cost $130,000. Over the four years of construction, 11 workers were killed. Most when the safety net failed on February 17th, 1937, there was a scaffolding collapse and the net failed. Workers who happened to survive a fall from the bridge due to the nets formed what they called the halfway to hell club. So talk about having a sense of humor in the face of death. Strauss insisted on a number of safety measures. Workers had to wear hard hats. They had to wear safety lines. And if they didn't, they were fired. And most people, of course, during the Great Depression wanted to keep their jobs, especially if they were getting paid $11 a day. The safety measures were why the death toll was so low for such a dangerous project. The thought at the time was that for every million dollars that a bridge cost, it would lead to the death of one worker. With cost estimates for the bridge to be 35 million, they anticipated the death toll to be about 35. Strauss hoped to limit that number as much as he could. So you have the safety nets, you have the hard hats, you have the safety lines. But then came a time where workers were actually expected to wear respirators. There was this sickness that had developed among many of the workers, and it was known as golden gate disease, and it caused hair and tooth loss. So not such attractive qualities, right? The primer, when it was, you know, when it met with the hot rivets, it released this toxic vapor and it was making people sick. So the workers wore respirators to protect themselves and their hair and their teeth. The design of the bridge was created by a number of different engineers and architects. Strauss's original design was thought to be visually unappealing. The final design for the suspension bridge was done by a a very famous bridge designer, a man by the name of Leon Moiseif, who was also the engineer for the Manhattan Bridge here in New York. The design was further helped by a local architect named Irving Morrow, who designed the shape of the towers, the tower decorations, the lighting, even the walkways. Most notably, it was his selection of the color to paint the bridge a color called international orange. The color helps the bridge to stand out in the dense fog, and the color and his designs help to make the Golden Gate Bridge one of the most iconic structures in California. The senior engineer on the project was a man by the name of Charles Ellis, who unfortunately did not get the credit he deserved for his involvement in the bridge during his lifetime because he was fired by Strauss. San Francisco is a major port city, and the U.S. Navy demanded that the bridge clear even at high tide 220 feet The addition of an arch was included because they wanted to protect and preserve this old Civil War era fort. So that was added to the design. There's all these little interesting facts behind why the bridge was designed the way it was. The first part of the bridge built were the towers. A temporary pier had to be built in order to build the South Tower. Explosives were used to excavate the floor of the bay in order to build them. There are these great newsreels of this, and you can go and Google them and see them. It's pretty neat. Barge after barge brought all of the needed materials to build the bridge. There was constant shifts of workers and, you know, 24 hours a day, every day. Work needed to be constant in order to make sure that the concrete that was being poured would be set properly. The bridge has 73,000 tons of steel, and it was forged in the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania steel plants. Special wires were created for the cables that were needed for the bridge in order to suspend the cables. Shipping lanes were closed across the bay. It was quite a sight. The process of putting the cables up was also no easy task. They had these spinning wheel carriages that helped to bring wires across the span. And workers connected the wires together by hand. In total, it took 191 days. Once the cables were bundled together, they were painted in order to protect them from the water and the salt air. Next came the steel track and the roadway. And in May of 1937, a golden rivet, of all things, right, was placed in the middle of the span during the week-long celebration for the bridge's opening. The city celebrated the completion of a feat once thought to be impossible and when the bridge opened the fare was 50 cents each way the toll today for a car is just under $10 in recent years changes have been made to the you know to protect the bridge in case of an earthquake which california is known to have The changes would allow the bridge to withstand the impact of the 1906 earthquake that destroyed 80% of the city of San Francisco. The San Francisco bridge is a major attraction. Anywhere from nine to 14 million people go to walk or ride across the bridge. When I went to San Francisco, We rented bikes and we rode across the bridge. It was beautiful. The bridge is constantly being maintained, especially painting it. Workers are, you know, going along the cables, looking for areas that require paint and in order to prevent rust, the weather, the salt air, the fog, you know, that's the, why it needs this constant maintenance. And if you go to San Francisco, you will marvel at the bridge and it will certainly be in the background of a number of your photos. Take a drive or even bike across the bridge if your legs are up to it. It's really just a great experience.
0: Thank you very much, Gene. What do we have on the docket next?
1: Next up, we are going to start on our series on FDR. And we're going to be, you know, working our way through his administration and getting right into World War II. Oh,
0: all right. A lot of stuff to look forward to. Yep. Well, that will end our podcast. Tell a friend something you learned here and tell them where you heard it. Follow us on social media, register for our email blasts, our history happy hours, and more. Thanks for listening. There is always more to learn. Talk to you soon.